Listeners, you're in store for a big episode of the Campbell's Gambles podcast, season two, episode 10, proudly sponsored by our good friends at Dabble. If you haven't already, check them out on the App Store and Google Play. Blake, how's your week been, brother? Jason, it's been very good. Um, very wet still. I don't know when it's going to stop at this rate. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Short answer. Can't remember the last time it was sunny outside, to be honest with you. But uh, oh, it was today, technically, but not like proper heat. So, yeah, it's yeah been it doesn't look like it'll make much of a difference for the races tomorrow. It's going to be a bit of a bog track, I reckon. Yeah, <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much uh, handcuffed this week. We, we can't do anything at all. So, um, oh, it's a bit unfortunate, I guess, with Carnival time, but... To be honest with you, the last couple of autumns, if not every single autumn for the last 20 years, by the looks of it, it's just been absolute bog tracks. So mm. um, just just pissed off. I don't get to see a Dave and Very Elegant go head-to-head again this year. Mm. Um, wasn't, that, wasn't that a spectacle? Oh, yeah. We, we'll, we'll spoil <laughs> I don't think we realised how good that actually was, but I'm sure there'll be another, another duel. Oh, there is a duel on the weekend, Eduardo and Nature Strip. So we'll be covering that later on. Um, but first of all, we'll go back to last week, a bit of an interesting week with Rose Hill getting, uh, I guess, postponed till Monday and, uh, Newcastle's Newcastle race course got to see their first group one races. And we'll start off with our favorite mayor of the show or the favorite mayor of season two, the way she's going, Jewess. She went to another level, won the 2,400 meter race there. Uh, I forgot, was it the tank route? Was it the tank route? That was, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, the tanker, yes, that. And she won it emphatically, didn't she, Blake? Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, it, it probably suited her a little bit. I mean, we won't really know what would have happened at Rose Hill by by that stage of the day. But, like, I think moving to Newcastle definitely suited her the way the way the track played there. Like, I don't think a single leader leader won that day. So um, definitely suited by that that track change. Um, so, yeah, but no, huge, huge win. And, and Stockman running in second as well was a nice little Quinella for me there. So happy with that. Big stock. Shout out to our proven thoroughbreds, Jamie Middleton. Great bloke. So Jamie Walter, what did I say Jamie Middleton? What am I thinking of? Yeah, Jamie Walter, good good guy. Very good guy. Very nice guy. I met him at the Warwick Farm sales a couple of, couple of months ago. It was, it was very, very good bloke. But uh, yeah, no, as you said, um, I can't believe Jewess was still the same price in the morning because if anything, she had two factors in her favor, drier track at Newcastle mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger home track, uh, bigger, bigger home straight and just wider track in general. So uh, the punters got it right eventually. She started to just firm in the market. So I'm sure Blake's um, hard earned was on that by the looks of it. But uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're on the, the fangirl, were you? I was, yeah, oh, I, yeah. Well done. Well done. A she pretty good day. Out. Found Gem Song in the last, so that was uh, that was big. That one, very big. And uh, the two black bookers in race three, promise of success, and Kiku making the Quinella. That was, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a nice day. It was a nice day. Why didn't you message me on Monday morning, brother? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I should have. You yeah. should have hit me up, Jace. I would have sent you some goodies. Tough some thing. goodies. Tough You're leaving a brother behind. That's that's not what we're about here at Campbell's Gambles. Come on. <laughs> We've got to all enjoy the uh, the spotlight together. But anyway, we'll move on to this week. We've got four races to cover um, at Randwick. We're not going anywhere else because everywhere else sucks. 
New South Wales Racing Superior PVL Special. Um, and yeah, tomorrow track weather conditions and bias. Weather's 21 degrees and raining. Rails in the true position. Tracks currently a heavy 10, and by tomorrow you probably expect to get to a heavy 11. Um, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. But anyway, expected track bias. Blake, do we have any bias that we're going to be harping upon tomorrow on Doncaster Day at Randwick? Um, watching assess. I don't know. I love that. I know, it's a trick. It's tricky. It's tricky with these wet tracks. Like it could, it could go both ways realistically. Like, you know, does the, does the inside get so bad that they just make so much ground up on the outside, similar to sort of what we saw in Newcastle on Monday or, or, it, you know, it could go polar opposite and nothing makes any ground because it's too wet and you got every leader the whole day winning. So yeah, I, it's, it's a guessing game for me at this stage, watching assess, I reckon. Yeah. I love the watching assess. You can just throw it out there and just, <laughs> You know, just just let the punters works every time. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time I don't want to like just make some absurd thing like mm-hmm. oh, got to come off the fence. It's gonna be like they got to come twenty lanes. Get it wrong inside. You rail. can't get it wrong. Watch, watch this. Assess. Absolute fence sitter. So I'm gonna say, yeah, watch an assess tomorrow at Randwick. Watch the earlier races and see what happens. Um, and then the other one, what's the other one? Um, all races should be tempo related. <laughs> No. So, and then it's the jockey's problem you know not not our problem if it's uh if there's a leader bias it's just tempo but uh anyway we'll head to the first group one we'll be covering it's race six the atc size produce over the 1400 meters and we have a very special runner here the golden slipper or winner in fireburn looking to make it five wins on the trot after winning that golden slipper emphatically uh, she's currently, well, it says till 60. I don't know what the hell I was looking at because she's odds on with double. Um, and I'm going to pose a question to you. Is this her race to lose, Blake? Yeah, it's 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 hard to say no, really, after you win a, win a golden super like that. Is it is it is there ever going to be a horse that, that wins like that that it isn't their race to lose the next race they start? I don't know. But um, that said, you know, there's there's definitely I think some other some other betting propositions in the market given the price she is now compared to what price she was in the slipper. Yeah, price aside, you reckon this race is a weak race in the Golden Slipper? Mm. As a whole, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough one because it, like we we both agreed on the Golden Slipper that it wasn't really that tough a race like. No. Fireburn obviously came out and, and announced herself, but like we thought that race was cool and gutter and then a gap, really, yeah. on in terms of class. Um, now, yeah, we both you said I think that you know a horse can always come out and announce itself in a big race like that, and obviously Fireburn did, but still apart from that, apart from Fireburn and Cool and Gutter, who's obviously not in this race, it's still it's still like a very similar sort of quality. I don't know if I'd say it's weaker, but it's maybe slightly, but mm. Mm. yeah, weak. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think I'm just going to look back at that goal and slip and be a bit, I guess, questioning why I didn't have more of an opinion on Fireburn, but it's obviously in hindsight, you always look back you're like, oh, how the hell did I not tip that? You know, it's probably one of the worst feelings. I'd rather not go back at all and, and, and have tipped the horse and it's run badly, but you know, even if you look at her on the sweet embrace group two level, um, she came from near last at Randwick that day on a heavy track, heavy 10, which we're getting tomorrow. And she beat home. She's extreme comfortably, who then went on the week later to win. 
and she beat home Lady Laguna, who then went on the week after the win too. So she's already had form leading into that Golden Slipper. So I'm with her here uh, at the price. I don't know. We'll see what happens post scratchings tomorrow. There could be a couple of horses that come out. She might start dollar sixty. Who the hell knows? But uh, I think two dollars is, I guess, fair enough. Animo won this race last year around that price from memory. So. Um, obviously, Golden Slipper form is the best form. And I'm not sure the exact statistics, but I'm pretty sure I think it's nine out of the last 10 winners of the size produce have come out of the Golden Slipper. Maybe it's maybe it's a bit less than that, but I'm pretty sure it is the form race. Um, and from every horse that I've seen so far, oh, I think Fireburn's the one to beat. Unless there's something lurking that I think you're going to... <laughs> The lurker. Great segue. Great segue. Clear the throat. We um yeah, I I I just think although I did say I think yeah, Fireburn, I agree with you, Jace, is is the one to beat. You can't be constantly falling into horses that are that short, especially, you know. Generally, I think we're we're SP based on this podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, don't don't even want to be thinking what Fireburn's going to SP if more horses come out of this race and and the market's confident because like it's already skinny as it is. Um, and yeah, just just on the fact that she was twelve bucks last time, and you're now getting like tiny tiny shreds of that price nowhere near a betting proposition for me um just purely on that basis so i've had a look around for for other horses to be interested in uh there weren't really many i could find apart from Showcourt, who's at double figure odds uh, at the moment and j max on riding for chris waller so that right there already is um is is a nice sort of push for the horse but he's Going back and looking at his form, his, his two races in his career so far, he's been pretty unlucky in uh, in both of them. Arguably could have won both, I reckon. And he's trialed since on a heavy track and and done it pretty well. Uh, wasn't wasn't ridden out too much. He was asked the question a little bit towards the end of the race, but but gave a nice turn of foot. So it's what you want to see when they're asked a question. Um, and yeah, going back to those last two runs, could have beat Sajardin and Boyfriend, um, which is obviously not A1, form but it's decent enough form i think for the two-year-olds um and yeah having having had better luck in that race uh and in the and in the race behind psychiatrist would have been interesting to see how uh how he did fare up with a clear run against those horses so a lot of questions obviously and it's it's more speculative than anything else but i just i had to look for something to beat fireburn because because of how short she is um she's just taking up too much of the market for me and um so show court's the one I've landed on. Lovely. Let's move to race seven now. It's the Australian Derby over the 2,400 metres. Hitotsu. Hitotsu is back after winning first up at group one level. Um, and yeah, New South Wales has uh, experienced a bit of a, a flooding of Victorians here. Um, but yeah, Hitotsu currently around that thrill 20 quote with Dabble. Um, New South Wales or Victoria form, Blake, which one are you leaning towards here? Uh, leading to the A1 staying form pretty much over this trip, Hitotsu. Oh, he's a, 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 a Vic. Get rid of him. Ew. <laughs> he, 
he just last in the in that Vic Derby, man, what 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 a win was that? And with the market support coming off a mile, um, a run at the mile in the uh, the Caulfield Guineas, I think it was behind Animo. Like to win to win the way that he did, easily the one to beat in this race for me. It, like he's he's won over the mile at Flemington, um, and and did that fairly well as well. I mean he got a rails run and, and all that sort of jazz. But yeah, on that on that Vic Derby win, now getting up to a similar trip. Obviously the heavy track it will be interesting to see how he goes, but. Yeah, it has to has to be the one to beat for me. Um, and I think three dollars sixty is juicy enough. So I'm leaning the way for Totsu favorite. Um, I think you've got a different opinion, Jace. Segways, segways the theme of this show tonight. Blake, another good one from yourself, sir. Uh, I'm going with Regal <laughs> Lion here, the New Zealand Raider. So we've just basically pissed off our um, our New South Wales bloodlines here, but. Uh, Purely just from, from the form line, the Tullock Stakes has produced four of the last five Derby winners, as well as nine of the last 10 Derby winners. Um, I like the seven, or not even a seven-day backup. It's a what? It's a it's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, five-day backup on a really wet track. Uh, this horse is already group one placed at Derby level um, in the New Zealand Derby where he ran third to Asterix and La Quirk, who had a big rap on her going into that race from memory. Um, and I liked the way he finished off the other day behind character in Newcastle. J-Mac on board here, 56 and a half kilos. Obviously, it's a wait for age race. But um, I think from the middle of the alley, he should find a nice spot, I'd say midfield to probably further back than midfield. He will stay the trip, no doubt about that. Uh, it's just a matter of fact if he gets through the heavy conditions. And I think that's probably the the main query of Hitotsu. There's no doubt he's the best horse in this race, but obviously he hasn't seen a, a heavy track to date. Um, being a, out of a Japanese sire, it's a bit hit and miss, but surprisingly Maurice has, has actually produced a lot of wet track horses so far in his career. So um, judging off that and he's the strength of his win the other day on a soft six, you'd, you'd like to hope he gets through it, but at the same time, a soft six compared to a heavy 15 by the time they run this is a completely <laughs> different story so um yeah this 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 horse is a freak isn't he like it just the way he was able to win that That's, movie, yeah and the backing that came from him it's just you, you i don't think you'll ever get that out of your head when he still races yeah around it's still so I, I, there's no doubt why you've tipped and do you reckon he'll continue to drift because uh obviously he's been a bit of a market um bit of market support for eagle line and horses coming out of that newcastle race do you reckon um, $4 come race day for Hitotsu? Is that to $350, $360 now? Look, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too hopeful on getting much of a better price than what he is now, just purely because of the way he won that 2,500-metre Victoria Derby. Like, if he does that again, if he runs sort of those figures again or even close to it, I don't think there's another horse in this race that can beat him on that. Um, so, yeah, but... It will be interesting to see. It will be interesting to see, especially yeah, with the heavy conditions, like you said, Jace. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting anything sort of much more than four bucks if he does drift. Yeah. All right, too easy. Uh, Blake, Hong Kong time. Got to throw to you first. Uh, looks like you got a barrack for a horse that's absolutely airborne currently, aren't you? Mm, I am, and uh, 
been been a huge huge fan of this horse pretty much ever since he uh since he began racing in hong kong he's ultra ultra consistent bloke by the name of wellington going around in the group two uh sprint cup which is race seven so um yeah he some of the figures that that he's run in his in his career are some of the best i've seen um and that's anywhere sort of hong kong australia anything so like obviously you know compared to times at that track and, and wherever they're running but yeah, some of the figures that he's managed to produce in some of his 1,200-meter races are absolutely mind-boggling. So, um, yeah, he won over the won over the 1,400 last time on a yielding surface, gets back to the 1,200 this time. He's drawn gate seven, um, which it's a little bit wide, but in a small field, I'd rather see him off the rail and getting the the sort of air that he needs to, to wind up because he's got a big finish on him. Um, and on his last win, yeah, I, I expect him to be fairly short, one of the one of the horses towards the top of the market in this, but um, yeah, I expect him to run well. So it'll be interesting to see what price he opens always is in Hong Kong. You never know until Sunday morning, but um, he's the one I've got my own number one in race seven, Wellington. Beautiful. All right. Time for the JC trial files. Now we're going to head to Goulburn on Saturday. So you're listening to this. I'd probably say tonight. So tomorrow, Godolphin horse in race two by the name of Mon Mark, number seven. Uh, very weak made in this one here. Didn't like the way a majority of these horses have trialed or raced to date. Uh, thought Ra Ra Grandpa, great name for a horse, by the way, to the ownership uh, crew there. But I thought its last trial um, at Rose Hill Gardens on a heavy track wasn't to my liking. Found absolutely zero so that horse is heavily in the market here as well as a horse called invasive and i thought that horse has found absolutely zero to date um not just that it races keen it is a colt probably does need to go and get its you know what chopped off um and that's another horse that's taken up a lot of market percentage here monmark not got a live trials haven't been absolutely eye-catching no flashing red light trials from it either of them but solid enough to suggest it could have a bit of bit. Uh, she could have a bit of ability, um, and I didn't mind the last trial on the heavy track. It was much better than the first one on the synthetic, um, and the last trial on the heavy track got through the ground well enough. Looks a big strapping two-year-old, so it wouldn't surprise me if she's already well developed past her years, and she's pretty well bred out of a stern and sable. So, Monmark tomorrow. We're currently getting around that two or forty quote. I think that is a fair enough price when I've already got reservations around. Even Slay Queen, she was really disappointed at Newcastle too. So I've got three horses there around that $5 mark and I've got massive reservations in them all. So I'm happy to take $250 and it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if this horse started $1.90. How does that sound, Blake? How does it sound? Does it sound convincing sounds enough? Pretty juicy. That sounds just, convincing. I wouldn't have the money on that. But anyway, no. Uh, Randwick. We're going back to Randwick now. We've got race eight. The TJ Smith stakes over the 1,200 metres. We've got Shelby 66 returning from a long break here, all of 14 days. Um, the party boy. We haven't seen him. He wasn't. He didn't race last week. Just felt like a place was missing in my heart to uh, mm. scroll through the lineup and not see him running in a highway or a group race. Um, I don't think we ever run in a highway race again, do you reckon? <laughs> be funny if he did. Yeah. It'd be funny if he did. I don't know what would be more unusual, seeing him run in a group one again or seeing him run in a highway again. Yeah. I don't know. Because, 
Like now the norm is him well, running a group run, but he's only running one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't run on the highway, obviously. I wonder if there's any markets for the Kosciuszko because you just keep talking, Blake. Just just tell the viewers what you've done the weekend or something. Oh, there's no futures yeah. markets. That's sad. I want to see if there's any Kosciuszko futures markets. We can get a bit of rain there in, in October, where whenever the hell the Kosciuszko is. He'd have to be surely in the market somewhere. Is there, is there a futures market? Bear with me. Bear with me. No, there's no futures markets for the Kosciuszko. Boo. Anyway, Rising. Shelby is back. Shelby is back, and he's been heavily back. He's the one they've come for early. $8 into, into four eighty, and then a drift out to $6 late on Friday afternoon. But the one jewel that I think everyone can't wait to see once again is Nature Strip and Eduardo. Interesting statistic for you here, Blake. Eduardo and Nature Strip, they faced off three times against each other second up. Eduardo is 3-0, has beaten Nature Strip every single time. However, you look at their third up, Jules, and Nature Strip has been Eduardo every single time. So Nature Strip holding these eight starts for six wins, third up. He looks like the one that I have to beat, and it looks like you agree with me here. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got him the same. And uh, I, I think... He would have been set for this race. I'd, you probably have better better idea about this than I would, Jace. But if I had to guess, I'd say he's been prepped for this uh, this race. And we all know that he is probably a little bit of a better horse now over the twelve hundred than he is over the thousand. He's drawn well. We like him drawn out wide. I think you and I both agree on that, Jace, as well. J Mac on. Um, there's there's a lot to like about him, and I think he deserves the favoritism here. Yeah. You have to agree with that. We're talking earlier about the draw. Um, I think <clears throat> with Nature Strip, I think people have kind of just realised why draw is probably better with him. You can just sort of, you wouldn't want him drawn inside where they could cross him because he is, he's not hit and miss out of the gates, but you always have your heart in your mouth a little bit with him. You know, he's just yeah. sometimes like a step slow. So, but he, when he when he hits the ground, he, he runs like an absolute demon. So, I think out there is fine. As I've already mentioned, the third up record is phenomenal. As Blake mentioned, he has been set for this race. Um, and the wet track is no concern whatsoever. Um, I think my biggest concern here for Nature Strip is if a few jockeys want to play jockey. Um, overpass, drawing barrier to T. Clark in the saddle. I can see him trying to kick up. I'm not sure if he's got to try and hold Eduardo Nature Strip out, but he might be a bit of a pain in the ass. Um, and rule of the law here too. I, I think the only way rule of the law is competitive in this race as the huge outsider here is if he kicks up and um, and and does something to, I guess, find himself in a position to win the race because he's not going to be making up, let's say, five to six lengths on Nature Strip at Eduardo. So I think those two horses could be a bit of a a bit of a sticky sticky uh, roadmap for Nature Strip, but we'll see what happens there. And I think Shelby 66 is the other one I want to mention. Um, obviously, he's not weighted to win this race and he has to step up once again here back at weight for age level. But if you just purely isolate his run in the challenge stakes over the 1,000 metres on a heavy track at Royal Randwick, you'd have to almost be with him out of that race because he was one who was absolutely thundering a line and... You can't say Eduardo and Nature Strip went toe-to-toe with each other because sexually wise, they didn't really go that fast in that race. So I know he was one at the suck run behind him and and probably just was entitled to finish off. But that was kind of his his first, um, what would you say, Blake? His, his first real eye-opening run. And then mm. just gone on from there. So 
I think the big thing this week that we've already spoken about is probably the barrier. That's probably the main thing that's against. He drew a bit softer. You could probably stalk him into the race, but uh, we'll see. But it could get to a point tomorrow. There is up to 25, 30 millimetres of rain forecasted. And I, I'm pretty sure they want to get through this meet. I don't think they'll be running another group one meet at Newcastle on Monday. So um, good gets get to a point here where they just literally just want to go ahead with everything. It could just become like a heavy 60 and he's the one that actually gets through the ground here. So... Oh, I'll be cheering for I sounds stupid, but I'll actually be cheering for him. Like, I really couldn't care who wins this race. <laughs> be good to see him win another group one. I don't know why. I, I, I smiled. So <laughs> when, when he won that group one, I smiled so heavily. I've never smiled that much in horse racing. When you pick a winner, it was, it was good to see. Yeah. Underdog. It was just amazing. It was just so stupid that it was actually happening, but made no logical sense. But uh, we'll see what happens. Is that, is that all we want to touch base on any, any other runner there on, on that race at odds? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to... I'm just going to give a quick mention to Mars Crusader. Um, There's not too much in terms of eye-catching business or, or good sort of uh, good sort of runs from him to, to kick up about so far. He's only had the two runs, but they've both been down the Flemington straight and, and we know, and and all the listeners should be pretty well aware of how much better Mars Crusader is over this track and trip. Uh, He loves Randwick, the 1200 meters, He's had five starts here for three wins and two second placings. So he hasn't missed top two here. Um, and probably the biggest query with him is, is the wet track, but I wouldn't call it too much of a query in terms of, you know, he hasn't performed poorly on it before. He's performed a little bit worse, arguably, than he than he does on dry. But with barrier one, Pikey aboard, I think he can actually jump and, and be a little bit closer here, sort of midfield. And, uh, and on his run in the Everest that he could have arguably won uh, beating Nature Strip in that race. So I think um, he's a big chance here and he's a nice price, almost double figures he's getting. So one to keep an eye on, uh, maybe look for a bit of market support or, or see how he looks in the yard. Mask was sad at the Group 1 horse in the making that has reached Group 1 level and one. Well done. Um, can you just stop messaging me? Seriously. Stop. <laughs> oh, it's happening. It's going off. Popular man. No, I'm just I'm trying to mute this shit. I don't want to be, I don't want to get messaged. Leave me alone. All right. Um, race nine, Royal Randwick. You know, see, the thing is, the reason why you could probably hear that dinging, uh, my phone is actually on mute. The problem is my phone and my laptop are linked. So I'm not sure if the same with you, Blake, but when you get phone calls, do you, like, does yeah. that pick up on your laptop too? Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Oh, no, it's, You just hear the double ringing. It's always delayed. It's like, oh my God, stop. Oh, it's not ideal, is it? It's not ideal, but I'll tell you what is ideal. The donk, as you, the as dog. Let's go, as baby. As one likes to call it, apparently a little bit <laughs> told me it's your favorite race of the year. Oh yeah, I love it. It's just such a great competitive race every year. It's just yeah, the market is really really competitive. Field's really competitive, and uh, yeah, it it knows how to throw up a few roughies as well in the in the uh, in the winners. So. The donk, donk, big donk, big donks here, baby. We're getting messages. Leave me the hell alone. All right, too easy. Let's move in to race nine, the Doncaster Mile over the mile. Who would have thought Doncaster Mile over the mile? And uh, I guess this race is a bit of a throw a dart and hope. Um, so, Blake, who is your best chance in the race? And name me a couple of roughies. You were talking about about 25 horses <laughs> post uh, pre-race. Um yeah. So we, we you've, put the, you've put the you've put the limit on me with a couple there. All right, let's limit it to your best chance, your best roughy, and your best like super roughy. All right, all right. 
tough, tough decisions. Now I've only got, I've only got three I can mention, and there's probably thirty I could in in this race. But um, but the first, the first I'm going to mention, and I reckon the horse to beat in this race is I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, Forbidden Love has done it well, winning three in a row, and uh, yeah, she's going well, but she's drawn wide here. Um, this is. Yeah, I think this is a different can of worms for her, um, especially with gate 14. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I don't like any draws sort of wider than maybe 10. Um, so I think I'm Thunderstruck's drawn, drawn pretty well here. And um, and I mentioned to you earlier, Jason, he had pretty much the exact same setup to win the Golden Eagle. Bowman jumped aboard for just that run. Uh, so this will be his second ride aboard I'm Thunderstruck. And he drew the same gate when he was able to win that race. So... I think he sets up really well here and coming out of that, uh, that second placing behind Zaki at Flemington. I think that's, I think that's the right form. I think that's um, the best form obviously on a dry track. So uh, wet track, you know, obviously throws, throws a, a few queries in there, but um, yeah, I think that run behind Zaki was, was a lot better than, you know, it, it's not really getting that much attention and I think it deserves a bit more. It was, um, it was a phenomenal run for mine. Uh, horse was held up a long way. It got out, and was was a good closer to run second, clear second at that. So I'm thunderstruck for me as the one to beat um, at decent odds, five fifty. Uh, obviously, with the competitive field, you're getting that. So um, yeah, decent there. Um, apart from that, I think second best chance, Ellsberg. Um, I think yeah, the just the fact that this horse loves the wet ground. He hasn't missed top two on a heavy surface uh, in his career. That's four starts for two wins, two second placings. He's drawn inside, Tim Clark aboard, 52 kilos, handlebars down at the gates. Um, he's going to be the one to catch, I reckon. And with not too much speed in this race, uh, funnily enough, with with 23 horses with 22 horses in it at the moment, um, obviously a few will probably come out uh, and you've got emergencies there. But big, big field and and surprisingly enough, not, not too much speed. So I think Ellsberg can lead this fairly comfortably. Um, and if he does, we'll be the one to beat with 52 kilos and Tim Clark, who knows how to how to win on on leaders. Um, those are the main two for me. And then a few that I want to mention at massive, massive odds. Kiku is huge odds. 51 bucks for running second to Promise of Success on Monday is absurd for mine. I think if Promise of Success was in this race, uh, probably be somewhere around the price of Ellsberg, Mr. Brightside, somewhere in that region. So just over $10. Um Kiku's 51, obviously drawn wide, Linda Meacher board, 50 kilos. Um, it, it looks tricky from there, but there's definitely worse you could have, you know, at 51 bucks. So Kiku's one, one to keep your eye on there. And those are the three that I'll mention. Jace, over to you. Beautiful. All right. I'll just keep it to my best chance in the race and not no presents, uh, no presents, no uh, prizes for picking this one, but forbidden love. Um, yeah, she's she's hurt me this preparation. I I, I uh, what was it? Her trial against Nature Strip. I thought she worked as well, if not better, than Nature Strip that morning, and it made me buzzing about her preparation. Back to first up, she got beat by overpass at six or seven dollars. I haven't been on since, and she's went bang, 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 bang. So she's won two group, uh, one group two race and two group ones, all emphatically on the heavy tracks. So she is fit, firing, ready to go. Drops back down to a handicap after carrying 57 kilos at weight for age level every single time. So this is just an absolute godsend. 
and being the best rated horse in this race, carrying 50 kilos, like seriously, come on, that's she deserves to be favourite here. Um, will she win the race? That's up to Forbidden Love, but we it's hard to not make her the best chance in the race. Is she a betting proposition at that current price? No, but she is the best chance in the race, in my opinion. Uh, the best betting proposition in the race, the horse that I think has the most value um, is number 15 here, Brutality. Uh, the reason why I say that is I'm going, I like Blake's form line there of Ellsberg, and this horse did run second to Ellsberg, albeit beaten very well first up there, but that was on a heavy uh, 10 track at Royal Randwick and at a distance, I guess, much shorter than his best, whereas Ellsberg is probably more preferred at that distance. Um, and then he did run fourth behind Just Folk, Ellsberg and Kiku again. So, you know, it hurts a little bit because obviously Kiku's 50 to one and, and this bloke's 25 to one and $34 on the tab apparently, but we don't care about the tab. We care about double. So let's just say $29 double. So yes, he got beat by Kiku and he is a shorter price, but he did run last Monday at Newcastle with the blinkers off as he has had all preparation. The blinkers go back on for game day, like literally looking like this is his target race. Jay Ford has been on board all preparation. He does swim. He will love the mile. He loves Randwick. So probably get their best chance. Um, the, the crew with Brutality, the trainer and the ownership crew. So I think they, I think Brutality goes very close. And I don't really want to mention any other horses other than probably maybe let's just say Cascadian. He hurt me yeah. last time. Uh, let's not go over it, but yeah, Cascadian was big last time. Should have went closer. Um, unfortunately, a bit of a pilot error there, but uh, he is the winner of this race last year and he is more than capable, as we both know, to yeah. win or race very well again this year. So that will about do it for us, Blake, unless you have any other group one feedback. No, no, none. Just, uh, yeah. Cascadian's a good mention there. J Mac aboard, you, you've always got to take that into consideration, especially when the horse is that big a price. Yeah. All right, we'll bring it back to the viewers $100 competition this week, and we're keeping it very close to home. Um, I'm not sure if you want to go over this one yourself because uh, this, this sits very close to, to the family tree here for you, Blake. Yeah, it does, Jason. I'll, uh, I'll let you run through it as you normally do. But oh, um, we, we've, yeah, we've, special, we've rigged a special shout out to the. Uh, to the brethren. Brethren, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, so we've rigged the system this week. We've we've kept it close close to home, and we've got the brethren Trent Lalor on board, and he is in the hot seat. He's chosen to bet in the Donker Donk, the Doncaster, as as the family would uh, like to call the name of the <laughs> And he's with uh, probably one of the best closing songs at the Sheaf, Mister Brightside, fifty dollars each way. So. Um, when was the last time you been at the Sheaf, Blake? We'll talk about the horse after. but <laughs> Long time, my friend. Long yeah, time. I've forgotten what it looks like these days. Yeah. Jeez, it's been at least, at least 12 to 18 months for me. But, um... mm. Hey, but still sticking solid in the memories, Mr. Brightside playing on the way out. It's always <laughs> the last song. Always the it last is. song. So uh, best of luck to Trent. Do you have any, any feedback for Trent with his selection? Any brotherly, brotherly love? Any brethren love? Or do you reckon he's just... Well, I just uh, I remember sitting next to him uh, in that... When when Mr. Brightside was running in that All-Star Mile and Trent had a, uh, a very, very enormous win. 
mm. probably it is an understatement with with Mr. Brightside closing off to get fourth place for for a massive first four land. Uh, Streets of Avalon running third for anyone who wasn't aware that horse is paying two hundred and one to win. So you can imagine what the first four paid and. Uh, yeah, he, he was kicking up a little bit for Mr. Brightside that day, so I don't blame him for, for following him in here. Um, was that a yeah, mystery trifecta or something? No, no, he he picked it. He oh, picked wow. it. That's yeah, just, so good on him. Yeah, well, well done, Trent. Well done, Trent, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you might, you might be getting my job in a couple of weeks. And <laughs> yeah, say, was that a one-out trifecta? I remember you sent me the, the screenshot. Was it boxed or was that one-out? Oh no! It was it. Well, it was neither. It was a little bit of a one of those confusing ones where you know you got a few in for first, a few in for this and that. But oh, one of those ones. Um, wow. Yeah, twenty five bucks for what fifty percent of it was. Uh, wow. Mm, and here was not the- too many. Not too many in there, considering you had Streets of Avalon in there. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll head to our own competition now. We have got to do the figures here because I, I don't know if we're we're down a thousand dollars here, Blake. So um, mm, yeah. <laughs> probably better better unsaid, but yeah, I've done them. <laughs> oh, you've oh you've done your you you put the results in, have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't. So okay, we'll just we'll just leave it at that. But um, I was just gonna say leave it for now. We'll we'll get back to it this week. But uh, where's the size now? We so basically anyone that's new listening, in, we get a hundred dollars each for each group one of the season podcast. And Blake, size produce. Fifty a uh, hundred dollars. What do you want? Uh, I'm going straight out fifty each way. Show court. I reckon he's uh, the value in the race. Being unlucky, his first two career starts. I'm going to keep it nice and simple. Just want to get my investment back. Really, sometimes betting on these races is more of a more of a handicap than anything. Because I wouldn't really want to put money on these races. But nah, it, that's that's what the challenge is. I'm going to have a hundred dollars to win on Fireburn Derby. For the Derby, I'm going 100 to win. Hitotsu, easily the one to beat for mine. Regal line, 100 on the neck, head, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Very tired right now, eh? TJ Smith stakes. 50 to win Nature Strip. Um, yeah, won it last year, I think, and, and has been prepped for this. So one to beat. And 25 each way, Mars Crusader is the value for mine. 75 the win on Nature Strip, $25 the win on Shelby 66 with five times explanation marks. Don, <laughs> donk, Doncaster, Donk, Donkey, Donkey. The Donk, the big old Donk. Uh, I'm going 50 the win on Thunderstruck, I think is, yeah, like I said, one to beat. And just the two at, at nice odds, 15 each way Ellsberg. And I'm going to change this 10 each way Kiku. Oh, the. The winner of the race last year has shown, has been given no respect, has been shown no respect here, Cascadian. He's got to change his selection last minute. I'd like to see that written down there, Blake, just so when I do the result, <laughs> I will see it. But uh, JC, for you the win on Forbidden Love, 20 the win on, yeah, I forgot to mention Converge. Sorry about that. Forgot to mention him. I like him back to 1600 here. Obviously, I know he got beaten very, very far by Animo last time, but. 49 and a half kilos, barrier free, Rachel King on board. He kind of just ticks every single box here. Um, and yeah, being a three-year-old in this race, I think uh, who won the three-year-old, who won it a couple of years ago? Brutal. Brutal? Yeah, Brutal won it a couple of years ago as a three-year-old. So um, three-year-olds don't have a bad record in this race. I'm pretty sure there was a horse last year that ran third in the race. I forgot his name. 
who was it? He escapes me now, but so be it. Converge. I have $20 to win on him, and I have $20 each way on brutality. So that adds up to 100. Yep. Beautiful. Done. All right. Best <laughs> bets for, yeah, it's weird for me. I don't normally have three bets in the same race, but it's it's a dong. Mm. So you might as well it's sort of spread your eggs around and throw them in a few baskets. Best That's bets right. for Saturday, Blake. Fill me up. Fill the punters' pockets up. Fill the listeners' pockets up. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, there's a few that I've had a, had a little look at. Um, corner pocket in the last at Bendigo is one of them. Running third to inspirational girl and Zaki is a one form for that race. So um, yeah, I've had a look at corner pocket. There's one at double figures in the first miss 500 uh, that I've got in the black book ran home really well last time dropping back in trip. Now gets back up to the 2400, which will suit her. Uh, Dry McNeil aboard is, is a good watch. And the first at Randwick, I reckon Similian's the one to beat quite easily there. Um, I haven't had too much of a look at, at Ginger's gal, but first career start, it's always a, it's always a question mark. Um, Similian's got good form. So yeah, those are the three. I don't know which one of them's, <laughs> I don't know which one of them's the best. Just, uh, just wait until Sunday, whichever one of them's won, that can be my best. <laughs> Great punts and advice, Blake. We'd love that. Alrighty. Alrighty. My best bet. I'm going to head to Morfittville. I'm trying to find a dry track. It's very hard to do this time of year. Um, Got to head to the second race. Second race at Morfittville. A horse by the name of Hope at Hand. Number eight. Race two. Number eight. Hope at Hand. Gets in here with 53 and a half kilos. Was eye-catching first up for Leon McDonald and Andrew Lewis. Um, yeah, what happened to this horse? It basically got held up, held up for a majority of the straight, ran home in dashing figures, 10.92, four to the two, which was three tenths faster than anything else in the race, and 11.6 home, which was just above two tenths faster than anything else in the race. So overall, was the only horse in the entire race to break 34 seconds, ran half a second faster in the last 600 then the favourite in this race, which is Alpha Flight, they meet at the exact same weights and they go up 100 metres here. So I think that's enough for this horse to turn the tables on that galloper. And we're getting around the $4.50 mark. So I think that's a good price for Hope at Hand. All right. That's about Sounds it. Sounds like that's a wrap case. That is a wrap. Uh, Dabble. Follow us on Dabble at Campbell's Gambles. Uh, we, had a couple, we had a couple of Hong Kong winners and a couple of unlucky results too. Don't don't think I want to remind you again about, uh, oh, about keeping you warm. Keeping you warm, mate. Are you warm? It's cold outside. Uh, no. I, I really just didn't want to be reminded. I've been was, reminded way was, too many times. About who that. was on board? What was his name? Uh, Alexi Bedell. Oh, does he still have yeah. French bloke? Does he still have arms? <laughs> They haven't yeah, yet been moved. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me if you didn't, Jason. But um, yeah, that was it was disappointing more than anything else. There were a few, there were a few horses that um that were held up on on Wednesday on the dirt track, but that's typical of the dirt track. Um yeah, it's very hard to find gaps on the inside. So if you're running, you know, two or three pairs back the rail, it's very, very tricky unless the leader has a kick good enough to let you off the inside. Um but yeah, we 
we pick it up and move on to Sunday where Wellington's running and I'll be very keen to see how he goes. Golden 60's making his return as well after losing two in a row. Oh, that's ridiculous. My God. Never would have thought. Packing. Send him packing. <laughs> Send him to Oz. I'd love to see him here. Oh. Imagine he was going around in the donk. That'd be a yeah. beauty. Jesus, what, what would he get on here? 50 kilos? <laughs> <laughs> Probably about oh. 75. If they, can't, if they can't win at Wentworth Park, send the Rockhampton. Die, mate. <laughs> they can't win at Chartin. I'm, I'm sure there's a there's a safe and happy house at Rockhampton somewhere. So, anyway. Um, what else? What else is happening? What else is happening? I'm surprised Bedell still has arms because from yeah. last I spoke to my hitman, I told him to amputate him after that ride, but... <sighs> Jason, um, what are you doing? I yeah. tried to change the topic. You're, you're <laughs> reminding me. Of <laughs> I'm going to have PTSD in a sec. No, I've already had it. I can still oh. stare. Pink blinkers. Jesus. Do you want to stand out anymore? Like, that is a, that, that is how you get PTSD. Mm. That's how you literally just, like, take everything in. But, um, no, I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow's race day. It's an absolute huge day. And I'm sure the punters are. And yeah. I'm sure there's be a lot of betting turnover. That's what mm. we all encourage here at... Uh, at uh, Campbell's Gambles, but uh, other than that, yeah, uh, website. Yes, not around it. Yeah, we had a we had a what do we have on double? We had a we had a winning tip on Wednesday night. Dixie Gamble, she she won for CG Syndications. So if anyone's into greyhounds, you want to race greyhounds with Campbell's Gambles boys, then uh, get involved at CG Syndications on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. But uh, yeah, the double account was good. Blake had a few winners. Um, yeah, dude, you got a you got a couple of greyhounds going around in the same night. I heard Jace. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, it's going to be a historic first for CG Syndications. We've got um, two Greyhounds running on the exact same night uh, in races, I think, race seven and race eight at Rockhampton on Wednesday. So Cascade Manelli, um, our WA brood bitch purchase. She's gone up to Rockhampton. She's trying the house down. She's probably easily one of the fastest dogs up there currently. So it'd be good to see her go around. She's drawn a little bit sticky in the squeeze box, box five, but um Maps pretty well, actually. Maps pretty well. Dog insiders are crashing for the rails and the dogs outside don't have speed. So we'll see what happens. But it's a, it's a fourth and fifth grade race and she's the only fourth grade dog in the race. So they've, they've made it just for her. So well done to the team at Rockhampton Greyhounds. <laughs> but uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, Blake. But uh, your two bitches aren't too far away, if I'm being honest with you. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to the breakers next morning. Tomorrow morning they're going to be exciting. They're, they're getting driven down from Gosford to to Cootamundra. Our breaking down there does a great job, so they'll be going in kennels and going around tracks like Tamora, um, Bathurst, and whatnot. And we'll get some times to see how they're going. We can and we can compare them to our uh, to uh, what's my call it compare, compare them to the maidens and the grade fives and whatnot that are racing now and see how far our dogs off and and uh, mm-hmm. what we can do. But hopefully we get something good. Apparently there's one of the dogs at the break-ins that's going really good. So. Oh, at the pre-trainers. Um, now they've got to go to the break-in. So we'll see what happens, but hopefully we unearth the next superstar and hopefully it's one of your girls, Blake. That's it. You can only hope. You can only hope. All right. Too easy. Blake, I'll leave you to it. The listeners have had enough of our dribble. Episode 11. <laughs> yeah. Been a bit of, bit of double from us. <laughs> double. The double. Uh, right. Thanks to double once again. Listeners, tune in next week for episode 11. We'll get it out on Thursday night this time. My bad. I had a bit of a conference yesterday. Very fun. Um, Busy man, man, Jason. So we'll leave you guys to it. Thanks, Blake, once again. And best of luck on the punt on Saturday. Yes, sir.